If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome back to Mind Pump. This is uh, part two so hip, far of the, hip, baby, of, the, of, the Joe, of the Joe Donnelly interview. Uh, this, this, is, this is my... Like, can we not call it the Joe Donnelly interview? I feel like I'm this like, is the Joe I'm like going to jail in 30 days. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this is the Barbara Walters. Last time special. you're going to hear him on air. This is, we're, not, we're not responsible for anything Joe says. <laughs> no. Anyway, so... It's uh, all on Joe. Had an actual legal disclaimer? I think so. I missed that day in law school. Okay, so I think we should have a wizard off. Yes. This is a great idea. We should do this. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, we have oh, to fucking do it. Because a funny I, hat. I don't I've heard enough stories already that I can totally see you guys well, we call, having we, like similarities. Well, let me explain. Let me explain in your to, philosophies. Phil let, Joe. Phil Joe. I'm going to fill everybody in. We have, we might have some new listeners who follow Joe who are tuning in to my oh, So here's Christ. the deal. Adam, Mr. Oh, Adam, my co-host is a wizard. This guy understands. Uh, how to pick up women, how right. to teach guys to pick up, what the whole, see what, things in the what future. it looks like. But he's got an awesome, how, oh, oh, no, no, you're going to say no, what I told him. No, no, okay. no, no, no. He also understands how com- how to communicate with people and not just how to pick up women. If you're a woman, how to pick up men. Not that Adam's ever done that before, but if he did, he'd right. be good at it. So he's got lots of fantastic <laughs> advice. Say, how to do this. He did he d- did pick up an amazing girl, so he must be doing something right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> any, uh-huh. any girl that's attractive that can fucking deal with his shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. Christ. He's hey, got a wonderful girlfriend. That, that, clone her and put her in a we do give her a lot of that's credit. my disclaimer yeah. before we start this honey so uh before <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before yeah. I get I it. will say that Adam spoke extremely she will listen to you yeah. Yeah. thank you thank yeah. you Joe. and I just after hanging around Adam like this girl must be unbelievable <laughs> yeah. see uh, I like how Joe did that. He says the stage. He says the stage. True, like, uh, like you know, some people, like you, you know, if you meet a good guy, but a guy has an abrasive personality, uh, it doesn't mean like, like at, you know, Adam can be over the top and all. That. That's what makes him great. Makes him like charismatic. It's char- like, charisma. If I was a chick, right. I'd fuck him. Or if I had two more drinks, that might happen also. <laughs> right. But the point I'm trying to make right. is, it doesn't make this could be a good he's night. Not, he's not a bad person doing right. something wrong, you know, out yeah. hitting on chicks and that, but. That over the top personality, that? it can be too much for girls to deal with. They're like, oh, he's handsome, he gets too much attention. But just because somebody is is charismatic and someone is over the top, right. uh, it takes a special kind of woman to but deal there's with also, that. But there's also, look, l- women are smart. And uh, you they can't are? just be a good-looking dude that's flashy that's coming in. You, there's there's a skill behind it. Now, I didn't right. know this before. When we first started Mind Pump, I was ignorant to this, okay? Yeah. And since uh, talking to the wizard, now I, I understand <laughs> the that there's a science. <laughs> and, a science. And you know what? The he science. uses very unique Wait a minute, analogies. Time out, time out. First of all, you can't say science and wizard the same because a wizard is something that <laughs> well, uses like magic. It's like alchemy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's loose science to that hey, shit. Hey, bro, there's an evolution. It's bro science. It turns into science after the, the after 8 p.m. After, right? after your yeah, fifth yeah. drink. All right, so after question. Chemistry. So here's the question, okay? And then we'll see what you guys think okay. here. Uh, I'm not losing. So. You're working out. <laughs> you're working out in the gym. <laughs> uh, attractive girl. She's working out in the gym. She's got her headphones on. She's into her workout. You yeah. really want to talk to her? All right. How, how does this? How does this? How happen? do you respond? Go how ahead, does this happen? Go, go ahead, wizard. We'll start oh, with. The, you want me to lead out with this? You're the leading champ. You're the yeah. You're the 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 champion. Well, so you I need feel to like it's kind of not fair because I think we've 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 somewhat talked about. Dude is proud. Yeah, we should let Joe. Uh, oh, no, no, I, no, no, first. No, no, no. You're the honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, okay. we'll, I, I've already right. won this one, so I'm gonna let him try. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. You you have 25 seconds to answer. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I okay. So I feel like Joe's at a disadvantage a little bit because we've talked about this, but maybe not. So. You know, not only you're gonna lose, but you might lose your girlfriend. Too. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I might fuck him. Go ahead. I might fuck him. <laughs> All right, come on. I like him. Who says That's that you'd be the top? <laughs> All right, go, let's go. Let's so go. I don't know Akalu. So the, the the worst uh, wor- the worst thing weird. that the, the worst thing that a guy can do is is to is to go up and hit on a chick in the gym like that. I mean, 
whether the girl is there looking for ass or not, or she's there truly to get a workout, it doesn't matter. You being the guy who comes up and tries to hit on her. She, I mean, even if she wants that, like you're not going to get it because of that. So, you know, and, and that doesn't mean too, you don't say hi to her. I mean, you got to talk to, you have to talk to her, but when you come up and you talk to her, it's, it's subtle. It's something that you come up and you say hi to her. You don't need to compliment her how great she looks. So is it, is it a walking by hi? Like, Hey, is it like you're walking by in the gym and you say hi? Or do you yeah, oh yeah, it needs to be natural. It cannot okay, be like okay. you go. You can't be fucking doing bicep curls and she's on the treadmill and you drop your dumbbells, go all the way across the treadmill to go yeah. fucking lean on her treadmill yeah. and say hi. Doug, write this down, please. It needs to be natural. It needs to be. <laughs> it needs to be crossing paths or somehow locking eyes and getting interest that way. And then you, and then you say hi, just like a normal person should do when you when you make okay. eye contact. When so so she says hi back or what? What is the signal now? You said hi. What's the signal? How do you make the next move? It, her making eye contact with you. If she yeah. looks at you, if she makes eye contact with you, it's you're, you. That's the open invitation to say something to her. The problem with most guys. He's such an amateur. The, keep going. The, I'm just kidding. The, 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 pro, the problem with most guys is most guys say too much. Most guys come in and then they they want to talk about themselves. They want to or they want to compliment her on the way she looks or how great her form is and all that bullshit. And that's that's so fucking elementary. Like just going over and saying hi to this woman is all you have to do. That is all you have to do because it, when she came in there, she's already advertising herself. Oh. So coming in there and actually fucking trying to promote yourself right. or fail. You, so you know, you know what you guys so here's should my do theory. right now. Joe's like, I'm bringing you, her on the first You guys both day. should have a okay. breeze. So off. here's how it works, right? <laughs> no, here's yeah. my, here's, here's how my, it works. well, let me tell you my, I got to tell you my theory. My theory as to why that works for Adam is because he's Adam. He looks like himself. Uh, that's what I've told him in the past. He said, no, it works for everybody. I said, no, if it looks like you and you walk up to someone, you say hi, then it might work. You know what? What's okay. all right, Joe? In the right context, Wizard if, off. if she's just some like unassuming, normal, insecure girl, that might work. However, okay. if you're in like Beverly Hills or someone, you want to pick up like Christina Milian or you know Jessica Simpson or you know somebody who's you know a little more big time actually has some game. Okay, okay this, this this could be out of my league. You right? have to. Is, whoa, <laughs> those you, are no, some no, names right you there. You have right, to you have to think outside the box. So mm. here's a little hypothetical situation. Okay, this is how it works. So she's working out. Um, first of all, she's working out at my gym because I own it. I own my building. <laughs> and so you Ooh. have one of your employees announce on the PA. Right, 10 points. Whatever, up on her, the board, whatever yes. her name is. Say, say one name. Or you name. do it on the PA. Say her name is yeah. Catherine. Say, Catherine, um, can you please come to the front desk? Oh, this is so We have an issue with your right. car. Yeah. And so the, right. the person at the front desk will say, hey, listen, this is kind of embarrassing, but um, – your car rolled out of its spot and it backed into the owner's Aston Martin. And, you know, <laughs> she, Joe's, Joe's outside. Can you please go talk to us? Oh, no. And she comes out. She's all worried. And you just say, "Hey, you know, sorry to take you away from your workout, but uh, uh, yeah. you know, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I've never I have a rule. I never hit on women because it's cor- in the gym because it's corny. But since we're standing in the parking lot, I'm technically outside. So. Uh, you know, I just want to say hello, and I want to ask you for dinner. All right, Dude. so I think uh, I'm pretty sure never hit on women in the gym or in your own gym. I uh, am pretty sure that my girl cannot listen to this episode because we will never be able to go out together. That was a new level, right we, there. That was a new level, right. and we, I don't think we could go ever hang out. All right, all right. We need I another question. We, we need another question. No, yeah. please, God, Let's please save me. You can hang out with yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, I cannot hang out with you. There's no. We wow. No, but know. I'm I'm a, your biggest supporter of your girlfriend. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, she's like the nicest person ever. She just can't look at a calendar very well. I want to know. The best analogy. So, if you guys, I mean, we kind of talked about a couple with Adam, but uh, you know, if you had to put an analogy to picking up, you know, a woman in the process of that, like, what is that? Like an analogy? What does it look like? Yes. Oh, you mean when Adam was like saying we're talking was like about fishes or hunting? Oh, he's, yes. What did you say, Adam? It was like a uh, hunting or fishing. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, you want me to re- repeat that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's oh, fill, yeah, fill yeah. everybody in. Well, when when you're when you're going. <laughs> 
<laughs> We've lost all female listeners. I, mean, I love that. I love that dating advice is coming from someone who has a girlfriend. I know someone yeah. who's married. That's why I feel like you should save a me right here, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, this is this, oh, I'm not giving any advice. This, this is what these I've guys do to me all the time, which which just shows you how, how great of a girl that I have right now. Because she uh, she allows me to come on here and talk about all this. Oh, this well, this, I, don't, I don't think you've had an, like a series of episodes like this. So this might be the last. This might be the last talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I think the whole the whole process uh, is is so backwards for men. Men men have we have this mentality of being so aggressive yep. and 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 like trying to hunt the prey means you got to go jump all over, and it's it's so so backwards to yeah. me i mean and and women women are are much smarter than what we give them okay i know i know a lot i mean a lot of guys talk no about we're making jokes and talking about picking up and this yeah. and that but the reality is well, uh, i'll tell you one thing if you don't mind me interjecting one no. thing I've, I've learned living you know in, in la a couple of years it's very valuable is um the dynamic of dating and women and and th- there's different categories of women what they're looking for some women are just looking for a guy with money um and i've literally you know i'll tell you right now like i, I do well you guys do well too mm-hmm. my business partner does extremely well. Young guy, very handsome. Um, and there's been time. I mean, he's worth a shitload of money. And there's been times that women have not hit on him because they're like, how can a, how can a guy in his mid 30s that handsome be rich? They're looking for rich guys, and then mm-hmm. they find out, you know, he drives this or drives that, and they're all over him. Uh, but those aren't those aren't women that you want. Those aren't girls that you want to date. Um, the biggest mistake that guys make is trying to impress too much. Mm-hmm. Um, women respond to confidence but not cockiness. Um, the worst thing you can do is talk about, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, or, or try to build yourself up in, into something that you're overly impressing. She's either going to be turned off because she thinks you're arrogant, or she's going to feel um, like she can't measure up. You know, my God, people forget that you have to think like a woman. And and a lot of time, most women are, they're, they're even gorgeous girls are insecure. Um, and they, they constantly want to have, you know, affirmation and feel better about themselves. So being with some guy, uh, you ever, you, we've seen it all on Instagram, right? Like girls who are really attractive, sometimes they date average looking guys. Why do you think they do that? Maybe some have money, but most of the time it's because they feel secure being with that guy. Mm. Uh, those are the biggest mistake that a lot of guys make is trying to over-impress or trying to be over-arrogant, over this. Even a wizard needs a mentor. This so I so, so, so <laughs> I'm not trying to mentor you to be single. Are you saying he's getting I'm trying to I'm trying the, the to second thing I'm I was trying like, to get your girlfriend's cousin. The second thing I was Dave. Like to tell you what's badass about my girl Dave. and this is what makes what makes her so intelligent. It goes right on the long the point Besides of what not he's reading saying, calendars. Is that she's not the best at reading calendars. She, what what we keep referring to is uh Katrina was booked uh Joe's reservations and everything for me. So she kind of she handles a lot of that stuff for me. I you sit her up and she booked the the wrong day the next day and joe gets to the hotel and he's like hey bro uh they can't find my name i'm like bro i, I know my girl spelled your name right so i i send her i said well let me send you the confirmation i send the confirmation over to him he's like that's for tomorrow dude. so you, you guys have seen the movie beverly hills cop right the yeah. original one yeah you know right. when eddie murphy walks into the beverly palm hotel where it acts like he already yeah. and and he's like uh you have a reservation for axel Fuller. they're like no we don't and he's like uh well, he's like, maybe you should try Rolling Stones' Axel Foley. They're like, no, we don't. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, wait a minute. He's like, I'm in town to interview Michael Jackson. And he's like, the story's going to be called Michael Jackson taking over the world. But he's like, they might as well call it uh, uh, Michael Jackson can't do the interview because they don't allow any N-word in the <laughs> Beverly Palm Hotel. So I started saying this. 
she was too young. She had no frame of reference. Didn't get, didn't get it. Right and I'm like, what do you mean you have my reservation? I'm like, look under Joe Donnelly. She's like, we don't have it. I'm like, look, look under world's most awesome Joe Donnelly. She looked at me funny. <laughs> like, that's not there either. She didn't even type it in, obviously, because it's not true. But I'm like, I'm like, well, shit. I'm like, I can't believe that there's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm in town. I have this business dinner, and I'm trying to get all of this done. And, and we might as well just throw everything to shit because you don't want to allow any fucking big Italian douchebags in the Fairmont <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> and she just didn't get it. Uh, she right, just was too young. Right over her head. I could have been like Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley. Should have been like, you want me to call the police? What? Yeah. yeah so. But you guys are old enough to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So She's too young, my, dude. my girl messed up on the, the, the reservation. But what I was going to say was what uh, is along the lines of what Joe was saying is I have teased her for so long that, you know, so, at, you know, at, whether it be after sex or after me being the great guy that I am with her, hmm. she always tells me all these these oh, great things. Yeah, 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 absolutely. She talk and then, but here's the thing though, I have to self promote. Like she gives you like notes, like after me, like no, 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 no. Sex, she, like, she gives me you my, did X, Y, and no, Z. No, no, no. She tells, she gives <laughs> like she, the anal was awesome. This is her just loving me, right? giving, so me giving me my love and my props, and this is why I have to self promote myself because if you ask any of her friends, they know nothing about me oh, she's smart she does not wow your girlfriend really is she does point. not share sex like, she does not say anything oh, and if good. they ask her eh, he's got a little dick she's he's all right. good <laughs> yeah that's smart she downplays the fuck out of yep. her man blows him up though yep. to me she blows well, me up all learned that women are scandalous yeah. Yeah. you know they she, are no, she's scandalous. smart like that she well, is smart well, she's well, a keeper well yeah. now that doug has to edit all those were lies except for the penis part but i mean that's true now that doug has to edit the the out the complete first half of that episode let's get into yeah. some fitness <laughs> some fitness oh stuff. you want to do fitness yeah after me, all that well, shit you know, Wait, oh this is actually a fitness show yeah, i saw I it thought, says, i thought this we're all started i thought we might just go dating from here on out i got i got a question for you joe this okay. is off the subject now that of uh, what we were just talking about. is michael hern on steroids i have no idea no that's not the question might be 50 years can old we, but looks 28 can yeah. we say okay this drives me crazy and i saw i saw when joe joe posted you know uh you know i posted we all posted uh joe's coming on the show on friday q and a's you know, and I'm looking at his feed. I'm looking at my feed, and it, at least 50 percent of the people that left questions were all these questions. And on my page, it was, "I heard he's not natural." Yeah. You know, ask him if he's natural. Ever on his page, it's, you know, is Michael Hurt natural? Yeah, we, so and so. It's like, dude, you guys, it's seriously. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't really. It doesn't matter. fucking it doesn't really matter. matter. But, but I'll the, tell you, first of all, he no, is. No, but, but you know, but the thing is, some people, it, it does matter. You know, uh, if you're gonna say you're natural, and I think that okay, if you enough. come but, out, but I think it, that yeah. you guys don't. I mean, and. Uh, I can sit and, and talk all day about you know me being natural and stuff, but I think you guys and I, I, I invite you to speak openly. Right? Be, you know, you look at me, and when you, you, I think when you see someone in person, you can look at their vascularity yeah. or lack of size of shoulders, traps. You and, can tell, and you, and you can kind of tell. You know, I may be two hundred fifty pounds. Do I look it? No. You even kind of gave me an yeah. indirect compliment. You're like, yeah, you you don't you really you don't look that big. I'm like, no. thanks, dickhead. You just told me I'm not <laughs> nearly as impressive in person. <laughs> no. Well, uh, the question, one of the questions that I have was uh, some of the workouts that you post that you go through yeah. are just um, incredible. Um, how long did it take you to get to be able to train at that level? I mean, you're training like 30, 40 sets of long, intense workouts. I mean, right. what do you, give me an example of so, like a typical. Well, no, so uh, before it's a really good question. Yeah. So when I trained my, changed my training style a couple of years ago, it, it was purely just because um, work and business was so stressful. And the idea of, you know, we all learn to kind of train the same way. Mm -hmm. We go in, we do a set of bench, we wait three or four minutes, do another one. So maybe in the, in the course of an hour, we get, what, 15 sets in. Right. Um, I was just very, very stressed in everything that I had going on. Um, and so one day I just kind of went in and I was, I had was pressed for time. So I did everything with nothing more than no time between sets other than just uh, 
you know, switching weights or switching exercises. So I ended up doing like 30 sets in like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was gassed. I mean, I was just at the end of my workout, I was doing push-ups on my knees. I'm rolling. People looked at me like, does this dude fucking have epilepsy? Like, why is he rolling around on the ground like, mm-hmm. like a moron? But I felt great. I had such like a like a dopamine rush and like a euphoric feeling after. Um, but it's also another one of those things. It's like I was, as a youth, I was very strong. Um, you know, I mean, I was a 550-pound squatter in high school. That's um, crazy. You know, but and, and before I had my first shoulder surgery, I mean, I did my sophomore year at Syracuse. I benched 515 for two, you know, but I was a strong guy. Now, we all know that the longer you lift heavy weights, especially shoulder. I mean, like, you know, yeah. you're, you're not talking about deadlifting and squatting, right. but the shoulder joints aren't made to handle that long term. No, you know, people are always right. like that's the most common area. Yeah, dude, there's just not, I mean, I've had four shoulder surgeries. They're just not made to handle it. So um, for me, the other thing is like there is still is we try to be as humble as we can be in life, you know, I guess, except for Adam. But um <laughs> But sometimes in the gym, you know, it's like you have a little bit of ego. That can be a dangerous thing. You know, you can get ahead of yourself. You can hurt yourself. Um, so what I found is that that the less rest I used, um, the harder it was on my body um, and the less weight I could use. So I wasn't – I was no longer, you know, taking – So you felt it was safer – to do be, to train that way, I felt it was better for me to do ten sets of, of ten in ten minutes with hundred pound, one hundred ten pound dumbbells, than try to go up to one fifties and do gotcha. sets of eight or sets of six. And you know, I just I was always afraid I'm, I'm going to get hurt. And I found, I found what I found is that I'm press, I'm, I'm busy guy. Sometimes I work sixteen eight out eighteen hour days. I don't have time to do another cardio session. I don't have time to do all that stuff. So. Um, what I found is that, like, me training at that pace, and I had to, I had to work up to it. I, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't like I, I just off the bat, like, I'm a freak doing these workouts. No, it took time. But I was burning so many calories through my training style um, that I never needed to do cardio. I was conditioning myself right. that way. And then I, I started to post them on – this is how my website actually, like, grew. So, like, I started to post them online. People And people loved the idea of this, like – Greg Plitt actually taught it to me, was muscle building cardio. Um, and I built a website from it. And a bit. People just love the so idea. So this is how it all started. Then. Yeah, people just love the idea of of going in and, and minimal rest periods. Um, and, and you know, it's not it's, – let, let me preface. I'm not, like, saying, like, do, like, 20-pound dumbbell presses and then do a set of flies. Right. I still do, like, heavy Well, movements. I think it's important that people understand that there's many different ways to improve, increase Absolutely. intensity and, and, yeah. and get the body to adapt. And one of them is – lift heavier and heavier weights and another way to do it is to reduce uh time periods in between right. well there's and there's so here's and that's that's a great great comment um it gets to a point where you have to be careful as far as lifting heavy weights so i was my goal was to i, I wanted to squat um by june 1st of this year i wanted to squat 675 pounds I wanted to do it raw, and I wanted to do no belt. I wanted to do no wow, reps. So I, raw, raw. No know, belt, I, I, don't, no I don't use a belt, use reps. Wow. So it would have been raw no matter what. Right. But I wanted to do it on film. Um, I was going to take a drug test on the same day. Uh, I mean, people are going to be people would be like, whatever. Like the drug test doesn't matter. But I just want to do it. For sure. me. I want to show people like you can do. Yeah. I've always been a raw squatter, so it doesn't matter. Um, and so and as I and I posted videos, you know, in in like April and May, and I was you know I think I squatted like you know six thirty five for three one day. Um, but as you start to get heavier. Um, you know, problems arise. You know, I dislocated a rib in my back. And so it's like, I always tell people like, you know, using a, a belt, you know, don't use it if you don't need it. However, I will say this. When you get, you start using really heavy weights, deadlifting sure. or squatting, a belt is very, very good for you. Using knee wraps can absolutely protect injury. Just don't use it all the time. Of if course you're not. squatting yeah. 225, you don't need fucking knee wraps. No, I that all the time. Right. No, I, I, the reason why I use a belt is because we all talk about this. when I start to get really, really heavy, you have if, to use, you if my form shifts a little bit, yes. it gives me a little bit of insurance. Right. That's the reason why I'll right. use so the basically, belt. Because forms deteriorates when well, you add load. It's a great, both of you, but the way I got hurt was is that 
dislocating rib of my back. Everything compressed too hard. Yeah. And it's I, I, so once it healed, it, it got put back in place. But it was still a little sore, so I was kind of squatting a little off center. And then I had a groin pull, you know, and it, just from squatting. And it's, right. it still isn't even healed. And that's purely because if I'd probably been wearing a belt, something that had tied my, my, my you know, posterior chain in better, probably wouldn't have got injured. Um, so there is something to be said for when you get to a point where you start lifting heavier and heavier, you got to protect yourself is or it, back off the weights. Is squat your, your best exercise? Uh, I'm pretty good at the seated calf raises. Decline bench sit-ups. I mean, I don't know. Stupid. I Are you a good puller? Can you deadlift quite a bit too? I, oh, so I don't, yeah. I, I used to be. I don't deadlift ever since I had um, this AC joint surgery. I see it. Um, yeah. Right here. So basically when they had to go in, um, that ligament that holds the uh, – the collarbone down, right? Um, it when it when it tore, it, this this the collar came through the skin. So they had, they had to ratchet down. Basically, what they do is they drill a hole, and they put a piece of wire through it, and they ratchet down. Okay. Um, and they're like, no more heavy shrugs, no more. Oh, so no heavy downward pulling. Yeah, I mean, so I can't. So I, if I if I'm gonna take my shirt off and I'll show you, but I don't even. They're like, they didn't want me to even hold any weights in my hand over like 200 pounds. So I shrugged for a while, did some deadlifts like 405. Yeah. But if you look, you can almost see it through my shirt. See the bump yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. That's purely because the shoulder joint is separated from mm. holding too much mm. weight in my hands. Oh wow. Um. So well, with a 600-pound deadlift, I mean, you've got uh, – you could. I mean, it had. let's say you yeah, didn't have that injury. You're looking at a 700-pound deadlift. Yeah, I mean, I did. It, without um, that injury, right? Yeah, my, my junior year at Syracuse uh, – or sophomore year at Syracuse when I was, when I was strong over my shoulder, I was – I think I did 645 for like three. Was so the best he, I ever did. here's something I've noticed yeah. about natural um, – you know, natural athletes or natural bodybuilders or, or people who build. I know where you're going. This is a perfect point for people to hear. Fucking here's what, listen up. Turn here, your radio up. Right here's here. one thing that I've noticed. When I see guys who are natural and I tend and I believe them, they tend to be a lot stronger than they look. Totally. And I'm not I'm not giving that as a uh, you know, I'm not trying to be negative or anything, but it's not for a example, backside compliment. No, it's a fact. No, it's no, a fact. No, I, yeah, you look at like Lane Norton, right? Yeah. Lane Norton is a muscular guy, yeah. but he doesn't look like he could fucking deadlift. Weight that pro bodybuilders would break. Dude, you under. see Lane. Uh, listen, you see Lane's one of my boys. I should text him right now. I'm like, dude, I'm about to hate on you, but not like you see Lane in like regular clothes. You should be like, hey, dude, like, can you pull my car around front? He looks like a normal person, right? Yeah. That motherfucker will bury your ass in the gym. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And when people yeah, try to say that Lane's beast. on gear, I will, def- I, I will defend Lane being natural more than myself, right? Because you know what to look for. His body doesn't change. Oh, yeah. He walks around the same fucking weight, uh, and I just know he's. I just know he is. Well, that's my point. Is that uh, yeah. natural people tend to be much stronger. Then they look. You look at Doug, for example. Doug, he just deadlifted. Uh, what was a four hundred five, and you know, you know, he's like a little chump, like a little. Yeah, but Doug's piece. handsome as fuck, though. He's handsome too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. Especially I mean, he, he passed Adam, and if I had to go gay for a scale, right, right, he's, wow. he's up there. <laughs> Especially why do you think he called him that the skin spinner? Skin is so smooth. Right. Yeah. Come on, it's right. Right awesome. for him. Especially yeah. for sixty five, dude. He looks right? fucking great. <laughs> <crazy. laughs> it's like eight years older than Michael Hearn. Yeah. Oh but shit. You, and, but and on the flip side, you, you can see put a lot him in your pocket. On the flip side, you see a lot of guys on gear who well, are just throw, bigger than they than they than the strength that they're. That's that's the thing that's I think deceiving is when you see people on gear, they're so blown up through the traps uh, and through the shoulders and their arms are just disproportionate. People are like, man, he should be so strong. Uh, and then you see him on squatting on the Smith machine with like 275. Right. They're like, God, can't, you know, that's why I made post that post the other day. I'm not taking any shot at any men's physique douchebags that posted videos last week about squatting on Smith machines, but I am in my hashtag when I said that real men squat on Smith machines. It's <laughs> <laughs> just literally just the worst thing I've ever seen. Dude, I, I got busted. Did you see? The, I tagged I you on that one. I, I, tag, I tagged literally some, had you no, squatted no on a Smith machine. No, no, no. Oh, I, ta- no. I tagged Sal on some IFBB pro who went to Olympia on, on a Smith. He was squatting on a Smith machine. Was he wearing his girlfriend's tights? He was, dude? No, no, he yeah. was wearing a belt, a uh-huh. strap, knee wraps, and he was fucking squatting on a Smith machine. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? He had no clue. 
Yeah. He had no clue you were even talking yeah, he, shit. Yeah, he had no idea I was talking yeah, shit. Was, because he thinks he's awesome. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Yes. You know what, though? Speaking of which, you said about the you know wearing his girlfriend's tights. I will say this. I've been in the fitness industry professionally now for 18 years, so almost 20 years, and uh, longer than that in gyms working out. And um, I have never in my life seen so many, and this is a fucking great thing. We should get into this. I have never seen so many women barbell squatting and barbell it's deadlifting yeah. in my life. Right. What's in that? the past, you couldn't you couldn't get a girl near a barbell, you know, 15 years ago because they were so scared of getting big. Now these girls are deadlifting and squatting and they look amazing. And that just shattered the yeah. whole myth. I'm gonna tell you right now, yeah. the one thing that's really come become awesome from the the internet age, and that sound old saying that, but it's true, like yeah. the, the sharing of information on social media. In, especially in my gym, it's like three to one girls out squatting guys. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. Um, and that's why they look awesome. And I try to tell people right now, like, um, do you want to change your physique? You want to change it for the better? Lane was the one that really turned me on. That yeah. is squat all the time. Right. He, he um, says he says it best. If yeah. you're not squatting, what are you doing with your life? Right. I mean, like the end of like arm day, throwing ten by ten on squats. Right. Um, like I, I literally was telling Whitney Reed about this. The last time I shot Fitness RX last year, um, I was like two forty seven and. Steve Blackman was like, can you get down to like 240? And I was like, I'm going to try this for a month. And I didn't drop any of my calories below 6,000. All I did was I worked out five days a week. And after the, at the end of those five workouts, so I have, I have two leg days every week. So the other like three workouts or four workouts, I finished each workout. I would put um, 315 on the bar and I would do 10 by 10. Or I'd go 405 and I would go 8 by 8. So I finished every workout with doing. Which is a light leg workout. Well, I'm saying, but I'm saying, but, but, like, yeah. even, but even like arm day or back day. <laughs> Um, and, and like ju- ju- doing that compound movement over and over, I was burning so many calories. I didn't drop. I, well, I was I was eating donuts. Well, I'll tell you what. I got but, shredded. I'll tell you what. For, and, and this is great because for so long, women have been scared of, to just lift weights, but now they're doing not only are they lifting weights, they're doing the exercises that are the kings of muscle builders. And what are they getting in return? Leaner, more, more, you know, tight muscles. They look fantastic. They get that curve. I wish and men's that's a great physique thing. dudes trained half as hard as bikini chicks. It would be impressive. You know what? That's a great point you just uh-huh. made. Yeah. I've, I, and, is it, and this is true. I've heard this, and I've heard this from multiple athletes. A lot of the physique men don't even work their legs. No. When I see a guy post um, and say, well, I only train my legs once a month because they grow too fast, what that says to me, do lay, lay off the drugs. Yeah, you're you're on way too too much gear. Okay, um, like you're 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 fucking. Idiot. I have actually, I have actually, uh, the only bodybuilder I could ever think of in my entire life that was disproportionate because his legs were too big for his upper body was Tom Platts. Yeah, that's the but, only guy but ever. The reason, but I was also remember that was that was what kind of made Tom like he he wasn't right. a top five bodybuilder, but like that was that, that made, made him, him so famous, so he kept doing it. Like right, he did, he did it on purpose. And by the way, Tom Platt's legs today are better than any yeah. anybody I've ever seen. Here, here's the even funny today. Thing. Um, go to a men's physique show sometime, and all these guys like you'll see guys. Um, whatever that who that whoever the guy that won this year, whatever that douche's name is. Um, <laughs> he'll post a picture and be like, "Didn't skip leg day." And he'll show a picture of like his quads and calves. Like, cool dude, you're like five six and jacked, whatever. Um, <laughs> It's funny when they turn around and they all do a back shot. Nobody has an ass. Yeah. It's yeah. all like, it's funny when you see guys that are so fucking lean, but they still have a little bit of plumber's ass because they don't have a back. So they have no glutes. Want to know why? They, they, leg don't, press. they don't fucking squat. It's they all leg extensions. Leg extensions. Or it's all on a Smith machine. And here's the problem with the Smith machine squatting. So when you squat, you need that natural squatter's arc. You right. know how it goes like the same with oh, your yeah, bench. There's, no, there's very little hip there's, extension. There's none on a Smith machine because you're in a fixed plane. So that, that stress goes on to your quads. Exactly. Not yeah. your glutes. That's why, like, yep. if I was an IFBB judge, I'd be like, okay, 
you guys all have no you guys have NASA. Well, for those of you who are going to compete in the new division, uh, the new uh, organization, you better do some squats because Joe's going to mark you down. That's right. But, you know, I'll tell you this for uh, uh, in terms of sports, uh, when you're looking at athletes, okay, you can always judge whether or not somebody's strong and powerful by their hips. Yep. Do they have a powerful ass? That sounds funny, no, but it, I'm, it, it holds weight, especially in football. Time, right, yeah. it's the most yeah. important thing. Absolutely. I was always scared of the guy with the big ass, dude. Trust me. <laughs> Say what, Justin? I was always scared of the guy with the big ass. Yeah. No, no. no okay, again? okay. It's true. Yeah. If you don't mind, that is probably the most important thing I've heard. I want to tell people this all the time. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Like I was a fucking stud in high school. You know, mm-hmm. 235 pounds. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna lie, but I was a man child. 235 pounds, four four. Yeah, speed. I saw a picture. You post. There's actually a picture yeah. on your Instagram of you. When I was you're only like 15, 15 there, which yeah. is why I think people right. are idiots when they think you're not natural. Yeah, I mean, it's like, bro, 15 years you, old, you look like a fucking freak. Yeah. Where, years, here's the thing. And I, first of all, like my parents, talk about my genetics. parents lived in Japan when I was 15. I was living with 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 cousins. Uh, there was no. And where's I getting steroids from? I had no fucking money. There was no. There was no internet back in 1995 but anyway so um long story short but i'll I'll admit it for people i was a genetic freak i mean i returned punts my senior year in high school i returned like six punts for touchdowns my senior year but 240 pounds you know i was the biggest i was i was just the biggest returner ever huge dude but here's the thing so but i mean anyone i hit they fell and i scored anyone that i that i hit on defense they might have not gotten up so the problem is, is that when you go in to play major college football you carry that confidence with you yeah, uh, so you're like I'm a badass. So now I'm now I'm now I'm at Syracuse. I'm at rookie camp, and you know Syracuse just went ten and two, won the Big East championship, beat Miami, smoked Virginia Tech, Donovan McNabb, Big East Player of the Year, ranked eighth in the country. So we're running inside drill, and I was playing tight end and fullback, and I'm lined up at fullback, and we had this. Um, I was I was a, a, a prep star high school All American football player, and we had this linebacker named Clifton Smith, who was offered by all these schools, chose Syracuse, and Clifton was like, just he looked like. Uh, like like Tyrese, but like a two hundred and fifty pound, like it's just a handsome black dude, but just like two hundred and fifty pound, yeah. dude. Like Clifton's like here's the thing: people are just like everybody's got to be on gear. Clifton's one of those dudes who came from maybe from like a broken home, maybe lucky if he got two meals a day. But God given genetics, he walked in as a freshman at eighteen. He was actually younger than me uh, at two hundred and fifty pounds mm-hmm. and just a freak. But it didn't matter. I thought right. I was a freak too. So the first time we ran, I remember the play, we ran twenty seven buck. It was a lead play. I'm playing fullback. The ISO block him. And I, the hole opens up, and I come down. Clifton comes downhill, and I'm like, I want to fucking bury this dude. The next thing I remember, I was in the training room, and we were between practices, and I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, you got filmed like 20 minutes. That motherfucker buckled me so hard, um, I got destroyed, got up looking at the wrong way out of my ear, my helmet. Didn't know where I was. <laughs> it take me off the fucking field. I wasn't allowed to hit that afternoon practice. Yeah. Um, but Clifton had the biggest fucking ass in the world. Yeah, and it was, it's just a different level yes, of dudes right. that bring it. Just and it's like and, and like I ran as hard as I could. I'm a 650 pound squatter. Four hundred. Clifton couldn't bench 300 pounds. Couldn't That's squat crazy. as much as me. Yeah. And I brought the wood as hard as I could. But some people have that hip they have strength. That. They have that hip strength. It's yeah. it's and when, our you know, best player forever had that same thing. Running back, nobody could tackle the guy. It was, it's Run like, through uh, everybody. People Big think ass. people think Big like, ass. people Biggest think the professional football players are all on gear. <laughs> They're out of their fucking minds. Yeah. The reason if if anyone could take drugs and make it to the NFL, then you would all you motherfuckers would do it because you'd be making tons of money. Well, actually, I even you said that on your Instagram. You, did that, you were the one that said that. Yeah, because yeah, somebody this dude was like, "Oh, all these guys are." And look, uh, are steroids in professional sports? Yes, we'd be stupid to say they're not. I'll but, tell you right now. But though. I will say this: if it was that easy, uh, all of us, including myself, would line up. To take to to risk this this chance, take some steroids and be in the NFL and make millions of dollars. You want to know? Not the, nearly that. I'll either. tell you right now, it is not as common as you think in professional football. And I'll tell you why. Um, the 
the I don't, I don't I don't want this to sound racist. I want it to sound the right way. Um, the majority of scholarship football players at top schools are inner city black kids who kind of come from nothing or um, it, they are. I'm just saying, like the mm-hmm. kids that on my team came from nothing it's and they were they were just awesome athletes and, and they they use the athletic ability they have to change. Yeah, their they lives. didn't have the money to go take these, their drugs. They, and they, most of these kids didn't even have money to get food. Right. Stories I heard. Right. Um, and you could tell they weren't. You could tell they weren't genetically gifted. It wasn't like they were big and sculpted and ripped. Like I me, mean, I, I mean, I, I well, worked out hard. I, I made. I was a self-made man. These guys were just unbelievable athletes. So I'll tell you right now. And especially when you, when I got to the NFL, I remember the first day I went into the. It was the second day of training camp, the Atlanta Falcons, and I went in. I had a little bit of ego between practice. I'm like, I'm a squat. And I went three fifteen, went four oh five, and they the strength coach was like, stop. Like, this is the NFL kid. He's like. <laughs> When you get to this point, you're not trying to add strength. You're not trying to bench press or squat heavy. We're just trying to keep you healthy and keep you on the field. When you get to the show, when you get to the league, nobody's trying to get stronger. Nobody's trying. They're trying to. They used to weigh weigh us, and they wanted to keep your weight down because they figure lower body fat, lower weight, um, you recover faster. You're an asset. You're an asset. And, 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 and if you're an asset, you oh, have what to. What a great insight. It's, it's different. It's, yeah. here's, here's it's the a risk versus mentality. reward. If but you get injured, they lose their investment. Yes. And here's the thing: we gotta remember though, if you've made it to the NFL. Um, at that level, you have what it takes to be there. Yeah, so you're now, already a freak. so now for you to play and be successful, it's understanding the intangibles of the game, the X's and O's, the schemes, um, and being able to stay healthy and then be able to implement and play on the field and, and, and use technique and play with leverage. Adding ten pounds of body weight—that's what you do in college, bro. Right. Add it, getting being fast enough to get there—that's what you already done. You've you've already been judged on your physical characteristics to decide if you could be worthy or not. Um, it was, I'll be honest, man. It was not very common. Guys in the NFL now, do guys were guys using HGH back then? Uh, I imagine now a lot of guys probably are because it helps you know prolong their careers. Back then they probably were and stuff. Um, but I was the strongest guy when I was the Atlanta Falcons, and I wasn't. I was stronger in college than I was in the NFL, and I was mm-hmm. the, definitely the strongest guy, except for one lineman at the Buffalo Bills. Um, but I was still stronger than when I was well, twenty years I, old. I will say this, okay? Man, that's that's interesting. That's I, cool, just, right? guys, cool. like, yeah. I'm telling you, guys, guys just aren't sauced up. They're interested yeah. in keeping themselves healthy and being smaller. Well, you have to watch this TED talk that I talked it's about. It's a contradiction day. to a lot of people's that, opinions too. You have to find that TED talk for him. He'll enjoy yeah. it. Well, here's yeah, yeah. there's a TED talk that talks about that. I used to tell people I believed, and and I'll, I'll be the first one to admit this that. I used to tell people that I th- I thought I believed that the separation between what made you know your your average person to a professional was steroids and hormones that 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 that's what made them that way, and my whole paradigm was shattered when this TED talk I watched and I was like holy shit and this I- the guy that did that's doing it is a scientist and he's breaking down uh, how records are being broken and they're and it's a result of two things it's a result of better uh, equipment so in sports that uses equipment like biking and mm-hmm. running and stuff like but it's also the democratization of sports because if you go back you know at the beginning of football all the football players look the same yep. now you have specialized athletes a running back looks a particular way right. a lineman looks a particular way the quarterback looks a particular way so you've got these people who are born into it and of course then they work hard one up but one of the points I was going to make is when you move up a level you're moving up, you're moving into a completely different category. Let me explain what I mean. When you're in high school and you're the best of the best in high school, you go into college, you are now among everybody who is the best of the best you, at high you're school. You're one of 88 guys. Right. right. So. Now, when you're the best of the best in college and you go into the pros, now again, you've moved into where all the college best 
are now into this new level. If if it takes steroids to get you to that next level, yeah, it's, very long. you're fucked. Yep. Yeah, you're, you're you're not fucked. good enough. You're not good enough to last longer than you know a few games or, or whatever. Here's point. the thing. You, you see what I'm saying? And, and you know enough about steroids is that they the one thing they do promote um, in, in athletic endeavors is muscle pulls and muscle tears. And I'll tell you right now, the, the couple mm-hmm. guys that, that I know juiced at Syracuse. Um, tore triceps, tore pec muscles, didn't even make it in my class, didn't even make it to their senior year. Um, guys that were geared up and they were out of, you know, playing above their position, above their weight, you don't last very long. Well, so the, it's, it's not conducive well, to the body has a natural set well, limit. It we, has a natural limit for how strong and how fast it will allow itself to get because your body, yes, it will adapt to get stronger and faster, well, we've, but it would also prevent itself from injuring itself. And well, anabolic steroids kind of supersedes that. It's like you hack right. the system. And now you're more prone to well, injury. Well, ana- anabolic anabolic steroids do not change your skeletal structure, right. and that's and it does not change your skeletal structure. Does not change your ligaments. It doesn't yep. change things like that. It changes it changes your muscle, changes up your chemistry of your body, but it does not change those things. Well, and, and recovery. And, and we've, and we've talked, yeah, and recovery. Yeah. But it, we've talked about this before that, and it's like with fighting when people get into these debates of oh he's juiced up or this or that dude if there's an MMA fighter who's 205 pounds and he's 100% natural and he's fighting a guy who's juiced up who should be 175 pounds who juices up to 205 he's fighting the natural the juiced guy, up guy is at a disadvantage yeah, totally yeah. well one yeah. we know that steroids reduce your cardiovascular you know ability I mean your lung capacity well again it's because your body you're you're pushing your body beyond its natural set point and you're 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 setting yourself up for more. look I could juice myself up and get, hypothetically, I don't even think I could, but let's just say I could get as big as you, right? I would not have the longevity, I would not have the ability, the athletic ability, because you can carry that weight naturally. Yeah, your body can't hold that. It's not natural. Right. No, right, and I'll right. tell you right now, and um, what people fail to realize is that when you when you get overdeveloped in certain areas, like your biceps, your triceps, your chest, that's when muscle tears happen. I can't tell you, you know, there was, I'm not gonna name names, but there was two guys I knew, the two guys I knew for sure that were on gear at Syracuse, they both had two bicep tears in their five years there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's things like when, when your muscles get overdeveloped, your biceps, and you reach out, they're both defensive players. You reach out to tackle somebody, and that running back goes through. A normal person, your arm's going to collapse, you're going to pull in. But when your arm is so blown out of proportion and so overly sized, it's not meant to be like that. The muscle is going to muscle takes the stress over the tendon, and it tears. Mm-hmm. Or something like you go, to, you go to tackle someone, and maybe you fall back, and you put your arm down, and you blow out your tricep. That's mm-hmm. not normal. Mm-hmm. That's normal no. for someone who's overly generous. And, and, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there are different levels of anabolic steroid use. If you are using, if someone's using uh, anabolic steroids to bring their hormone levels up to a high normal, yes, that's so, very different than anabolic steroid abuse. Right. Not only it, it's so different, in fact, that the doses are dramatically different. You right. know, 150 milligrams of testosterone a week or 100 might be enough to bring you at the upper, right. you know, natural levels. That is nowhere near the dose that, let's say, a professional bodybuilder would take to gain tons of muscle. So, uh, you know, they, they would take, you know, 10 to 20 times that amount. So I'll tell you how, how NCAA drug testing works. And it's very, very, very difficult to beat. Um, they don't test whether you, the byproduct of steroids. They don't test your testosterone levels because, you know, those, what they do is they test your testosterone to epitestosterone right, levels. Right, right. Uh, the ratio. Use, they use the ratio, the six to one ratio. Um, now, granted, now we're in 2015, so I'm sure that there's enough information out that if a guy was juicing, he could probably adjust his epitestosterone levels to stay within the ratio. But remember, back th- we're talking about in like 2001, Google wasn't even out yet. You know, we you know, the search engine we used was like Metacrawler, we had like dial-up internet, whatever. So I mean, 
you're talking about college football players. You know, you're on campus. These guys have no money. They don't even have cars. And all of a sudden, they're going to be able to locate some chemist or endocrinologist or whatever. It's going to be able to adjust their levels to pass. And I'll tell you right now, people say, oh, you guys know when you're getting drug tested? We never knew. We never, ever knew when we were getting tested. Um, the athletic, uh, the uh, training staff would call you at 6 a.m. And they'd be like, NCAA's in town. You have 30 minutes to show up for a drug test. You show up. You come down. Uh, if you can't pee, like if you say, they like, don't go piss. But if you can't pee, uh, you got to wait. They would give you apple juice to drink. And you sometimes, sometimes had to stay there for three or four hours till they gave a good sample. I mean, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And there's very, I mean, there's probably, dude, I'll be honest. If you look at the stats, there's probably less than 10 major Division One football players a year that get suspended for performance. It's usually for marijuana. It's usually uh, for other stuff like which that. Which is yeah. ridiculous. Can yeah. we talk about that for a second? With 300 uh, yeah. teams and 90 players on so each team. Can we, talk, so can we talk about getting banned for marijuana for a second? Yeah. Who was it that just got banned from uh, UFC? Was it Nick Diaz? Diaz, yeah. Just got banned for marijuana. Why is that even on the list of performance enhancing drugs? That's, that's to me, that's silly. I the, think you so to me, there's a difference between professional sports and college athletics. Professional sports, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, I get with college athletics, it, they shouldn't be allowed to use marijuana because... Um, because it's illegal. Well, well, no, just for the most part, because these kids are student athletes. They need yeah. to not be They're smoking kids. weed. They need to be going to class. Right. They need to not be fucking getting high Fair enough. and Fair ordering enough. dominoes and chilling out. You know. Sure. But if you're a professional athlete... Um, you're a professional you know what? It's getting ear grown. Ear grown. A adult. study. A study just came out. So you, you guys have heard all the studies coming out with the NFL saying how uh, I forgot what percentage are, are getting some long term brain trauma from. The, oh, you know, I have CT problems. Totally. Right. Yep. So they were there was why there, I'm an asshole. a new study. A new study just came out <laughs> that says how why. how marijuana can has, there, has proven to treat some of that. So the, wait, a minute, wait a minute, getting high will make me less of a dickhead. <laughs> no, how it reduces awesome. some of the brain trauma oh, and okay. the inflammation to the, it's it's a neuroprotectant. Right. The cannabinoids are so. Um, you, I, you just made up a word cannabinoids. That's n- awesome. No, no, cannabinoids a real word. Yeah, I promise yeah, you. Yeah, Look it up. Google. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia. But I I uh, I believe in the future. Um, uh, it might even be included as part of uh, a treatment uh, for athletes because of the brain protecting properties, especially in sports like. Um, uh, professional. Yeah, football. well, they're doing that, and they're also doing that with testosterone and, and replacement, and and they're they're making advances with that as far as like you know traumatic brain injuries. Yep. Uh, there's a couple doctors that are working on that right now that have promising results from that. So, it's interesting because, yeah, I mean, uh, Joe, like, how many times have you had a concussion from all these? <laughs> it's- all these different, uh, you know, so, collisions I mean, you've had in your career. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. You don't even add, the question isn't, have yeah. you had a concussion? The no, no, no. Is, I'm just many? saying because I've had at least five, but, I, yeah. you know, whatever. Well, see, back then, like, we didn't do, you didn't really document it. It started towards my senior. They documented a little bit more, but it was more like, um, you know, what's your name? Where are you? And, but, it, like, honestly, even if you couldn't answer – like I could have told my coach, I'd be like, "Listen, we're, we're playing Boston College. It's, yeah. it's confidence. You still game. got in the game. We're down right? seventeen, fourteen. Yeah. I need to go back in next series." They're like, "Yeah, you're starting tight end. You got to go in." Um, so yeah, I've had a lot of head trauma from football, a lot from dating Latinas. You know, I mean, it's just. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the concussions in your later years are more detrimental than your younger. Yeah, can you hear that candlestick holders? I was just right? gonna say, can we talk about candlestick <laughs> holders? No, no. <laughs> not going over that. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Oh man. So no, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I would say probably six or seven. Um, yeah, certified, and then another three or four from uh, late night candlestick. You know, <laughs> candlestick the head. Yeah. Uh, have you ever uh, have you ever worked in a gym? No, no never, never worked. In, never ever owned yeah. a gym or anything like that. Uh, I've owned I've owned part of two gyms. Yeah. Mm. How yeah. you like that? Um, 
the gym business is tough. It's the landscape, as you know, is not what it used to be. Yeah, um, it, the point. market is so saturated. Um, you invest tons of money. Um, originally, I, I bought the real estate and then and then you know brought in a partner to you know rent out part of the space. Um, there's not much money in making gyms. Everybody's like, I want to own gyms. I want to do this. If you're yes. independently wealthy, please talk and about you want to do that. That's great. That's fine. Don't think you're going to make money off of it. It's Amen. very, very tough it's to do. Tell people buy, buy the real estate. That's fine. If you want to run a business, now, you want to lease it to yourself. That's okay. Well, unless um, you want a huge chain, right? Dude, even then you're not going to make money. Yeah, even the, then, well, then, well, the, the you're analogy, not going to ramp up the to the that analogy, forever. The analogy I give to people, it's like, uh, you know, and I say this because I want to own a gym one day, but I want to own it the same way that like uh, the guy who's retired buys his bar. That's little, it, yeah. His little Just, bar. You, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You it's buy novel, it out, It's right. a novelty. Yeah, you're not yeah. trying to make money off of it. Right. It pays. It just barely pays yeah. for and the bills. And, and someday I'll probably, you know, buy a gin that's near me. And, and I'll that's how I think we all it. feel. And, yeah. even, and even if I lose money, that's fine, but it'll be a place that I'll go. It'll be like cheers, but for the gym. Exactly. Now, but, exactly. It, but if you think you're going to invest in the gym and make money, you're going to lose money. Well, now, yeah. to be fair, to yes. be fair, some of the clubs we ran, Adam, uh, when we worked for 24. Not anymore. Uh, they right. Money. But back then. It's because we were running them. Yeah. Right. Let's be honest. They, I, I yeah, ran a you club. You guys are making money. I ran a club. Now, now, granted, it was the flagship. What do they used to California. charge at 24 back then, a month back Oh, then. a lot more. Yeah. Okay. 45, 50. Yeah. Right. Now, they're, they're charging Dirt. 19. You can go and you can offer them like 10 or 11. They'll take it. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. But yeah. one of the clubs I managed, because it had been so long, I had, the I, had a, I, had a lo I had a very big dues base. That club was making $3 million profit a year, that one location. Yeah. Back then. Back then. Here's right. the future. Not Here's anymore. where I see the future. I don't see the big boxes being the, the money makers. I see the smaller, studios. more specialized yeah. studios. Well, we knew yeah. even back Like Orange Theory Fitness, great model. Yeah. Yeah. Very successful. E My business partner, I fucking, I told him, he bought into a fucking yoga studio in the in, in uh, Santa Monica and Beverly Hills. I'm like, this is, these fucking, it's cash now business, killing it. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Like, fucking bastard. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. It is. The it studios is. are the future. But the, but the gyms, studios, yeah. the problem is the equipment's so expensive. Yes. So you have to have, you have to have 10, 15,000 square feet and you got to have a half a million dollars. At least, and 10, 50,000 yeah. is not even a huge no, gym. No, it's not. Um, no. You got to have tons of equipment and, and it's just in getting enough members in there. Um, oh, it's a million dollars So, to so start. certain gyms, and this is again. This is doing things off the books. So, say if you're like a Gold's Gym in a, in a, a popular area, um, the only way you're going to make money is if you have personal tra trainers coming in and they're paying you seven hundred fifty dollars, eight hundred dollars a month, and you get a to big be able to train. train staff. Yeah. To, well, no. So they can like it's almost like it's almost like like a barber rents a chair. For right, 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 right. So if you can get like fifty or a hundred trainers, they're going to pay you five hundred or eight hundred or thousand dollars a month. That's cash in your pocket. You're not putting on the books, but you're not going to make money from memberships. You're yeah, not going to make tough. money even from personal training. It's tough because yeah. if you're a personal trainer, you're going to be like, wait a minute. You're like, I'm going to make $20 an hour from you, or I can just give you like 600 a month and I can charge whatever yeah. I want. The kids are going to be like, dude, I'll do that. You know, it's just a much better business model. There is one model that I that we've looked at um, that seems to be killing it. And I don't know if you've been in a UFC gym. Have you been? In yeah, I, I, there was one in LA. I Those shot, are shot fucking yeah. sick, yeah. especially the ones that they've built. Those well, are like legit like, sick ass gyms. That and CrossFit gyms, they do well too. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. But oh, here's the thing though. It has, well, first of all, it has to be um, UFC gyms, CrossFit gyms. You have to have a lot of square footage, but it has to be in the right area. So, right. Because price per square foot is expensive. Right. I know because I lease this stuff out. So um, in a metropolitan area, you're going to lose money. You're not going to make money, but out, out somewhere where cost per square foot is cheaper right. that's fine and, and they, like CrossFit made it yeah. they made the model out of going into these well, industrial it's the areas. warehouse let's, yeah. let's be model. honest let's that's be honest reason. too here you're talking about the, the godfather of fitness 
pairing with the fucking gangster of MMA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, you got, that's what I said. You got, you got Mark right. Mastroff, which, who, who is By the, way, the, who, G, the G of is. fucking fitness. The first person to ever reach a billion dollars yeah. in the fitness industry. Right. And then he pairs with MMA, which is fucking exploding right now. Yeah. So just that merger alone is, is well, enough to float a business. Right. It's not did, fucking... Didn't the guy who uh, created 24-Hour Fitness, is he the new owner of the Sacramento Kings? Yep. Yep. He's because he's from like Sacramento area, right, 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 yeah, right, right, right. But he's but he sold he sold he doesn't own twenty four now anymore. Right? No, no, actually, it's a great story. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty well. You know, when he we, exited. He was exited on the heat. Well, yeah. Sorry, you want to talk about it? No, 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 that's it. I mean, we were a part of the, the heydays of, of 24, you know, and, and back in the days when Mark Mastroff owned it, it was privately owned. Oh, that's owned. the guy, Mark Mastroff. Yeah, yeah okay, Mark Mastroff is the owner, and he was uh, he privately owned it, and Sal and I, Sal was even before me, so Sal was there, I came, and then Justin came later, and, uh, you know, back then, it was, you know, it was a privately owned company, he owned it, it was the, the good old boys club, yep. it was the place to be. Dude, they wanted a $500,000 a year like franchising fee. Oh. Back then, because I remember we looked into it, it was like ridiculous. It was, Just it was, the name. It was the place, I mean, he was the man, He and he... He, we talked a little bit this in the, the other episode that we did with you with the whole, you know, Lee and his vision as far as like paying the people underneath him. Like he was very intelligent that way. You could be a 20 year old kid come in and if you were selling memberships or personal training, you could make a hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year. Bro, I made, I was 19 that, years old making a hundred twenty grand a year back in, back in I, 2000. I, I, yeah, you know? I, I, that, was, that was the time to be and in the and that, and yeah. I That's how it should have been. And that, I, and that was a true sales yeah, job. It was, it and, I, and I, cre- I credit that to my success. I was yeah. 21 years old. I was a- the ability for me to buy a house in the Bay Area at that young I love how Adam just... keeps crediting his own success all the time. <laughs> <laughs> crediting his own skills all the time. Yeah. Right? So, so patting myself yeah, on the yeah. back. Yeah. No, no. It was, it, 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 it was yeah. because working for a great company like yep. that. you know. And it's and I like to talk about that because it's it's so rare to find that, man. It's so rare to find somebody who who has it. I loved Mark Mashup. I loved what he did. I loved his vision. I loved how he built what he did. He also gave, let's also say one thing though, if you don't mind, he gave you guys an aggressive commission like sales model and it, it, we'll tie this into fitness in one second, but it's like, he, he basically said, you're going, you know, this is how I'm going to structure your commissions and, and there's two types of people in life. There's, there's people that are like, wow, okay, I can, I can do X, Y, and Z and I can make this, I can be great. There's people like, wait a minute. Ooh, like if, if I don't sell this, I'm, I'm not going to get paid and I'm, uh, and that's kind of the fitness industry is now. Right. If you give me one second to indulge right. it's So a lot of these, most all sponsorships now are like commission based. Um, and I hear a lot of pushback from people. They're like, geez, they're like, I don't know if I want a commission based because I don't know if I can close sales. I'm like, Oh, is that because most of your followers are fake or cause most of your followers are because you only post pictures in bikinis and thongs. Because they can't close sales. So if you have a hundred thousand followers, two hundred thousand followers, um, because you post ass shots, but you can't sell shit. You, know, you can't sell BCAs, you know, to fucking uh, dudes who's starving in China. You know, right, that's ten right. bucks. So it's like um, people are people who don't have the courage, don't have any drive. They're, they're scared to take on that 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 sales model. But that was part of the reason the twenty four did so well. Is they found kids that were hungry. It was almost like you guys were like you yes, guys were like stock. Yes. You guys are like young stockbrokers. Oh my he, god, that's it. That's yeah. exactly what it he is. That's exactly he, what he, it was. He catered. To All right, I'm out. I'm leaving. Good. Yeah. He, All he, right. He, see you later. Do a Seinfeld he, episode yes. when George <laughs> when George leaves on a high note. All right, I'm good. I made my point. Bro, oh, we just talked about that on mind pump. We just talked about that on mind pump. Just Justin. That's how I tell stories. Justin tells a story. Everyone gets a laugh, and he just stops. I've walked out of so many business dinners like before the entrees have come when I've told a funny joke and everyone laughs. Just get up and walk away. And I'm going to leave. And okay. Like, my buddy Jim will text me like, where the fuck did you go? I'm like, dude, I'm like, George Seinfeld. I'm like, leave on a high note. Yeah. And I will fucking leave. Dude, I'm does that not make perfect sense? Yeah, it does. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're I'm like, always I can't do any better. Forever. And I'm like, oh and I stuck you it assholes with the bill. I'm out of here. So uh, good. Doesn't it doesn't matter how short the story well, I'll was. I'll tell you what, when I, when I was running clubs, when I told you I was making 100, 120 grand a year, my salary and back was, in 1968, that was a lot of money. Yeah, 1968. <laughs> my, listen to this show. My salary, my salary, two grand a month. 
my salary was two grand a month. So you, it, it was the vast majority of the income that well, we earned he was ca- off of the production that we ca- did. He catered, to, should be. he catered to the 20 percentile. Yeah. He catered to 20. You know, with that business, for sure, that business model was the 80-20 rule. 80 percent of the people made 20 percent of the money. 20 percent of the people made 80 percent right. of the money, which I loved, which I, I feel that America should be like that. That we, sh- you, If you work hard, you are good at what you do. You should be rewarded for it. And if you're a shit butt. You shouldn't be. Well, and if you, you're bring, middle of the pack, you should get middle of the bring pack. Bring back the, the three-fifths compromise. Fuck yeah. yeah. Everybody should be given Fuck one yeah. vote. Those of you that don't pay taxes, don't own land, aren't employed, should be given no votes or half a vote. Those of us that own companies, that employ people, that own real estate, that pay our taxes, that are in good standing, we should be given two or three votes. Then let's see how voting turns out next election. Oh, you guys think that I'm a racist or anything? I'm politically incorrect? Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. If I have a couple companies and I have 40, 50, 60 employees and I own properties and I pay all these fucking hundreds of thousand dollars in taxes, why is is Johnny fucking jerk off sitting in a house living on fucking government assistance doing nothing but draining all of our tax money? Why is his vote equal to mine? Right. And if you motherfuckers listen, don't agree with that, then go right. fuck yourselves. You don't understand how the world should work. Well, here's here's the deal. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what I'll tell you what they created it for. First, first and foremost, um, they created that because uh, I think uh, uh, as you move forward, you want to be careful because you want to you want to be careful for things like crony capitalism, corporatism, yeah. because we have a government that gets heavily influenced by um, by corporations, Corporate which should yeah. which should be competing in a free market. Instead, what they do instead of competing is they use the force of the government to take out their competition. Right. And this is not a good thing because it stifles things like innovation. It uh, it destroys uh, you know uh, opportunities for people. So this is why. Uh, an idea like that, obviously, a lot yeah. of uh, there might be a lot of people that will but be. Then off it's of. more about campaign reform, right? right? Well, what I will what I will say is this: what I will say is this: if you want if you want a government that works um, that works for the people that isn't influenced by gov- by companies, by corporations, by big money, then what you do is you have to remove the incentive. Okay, it's just like any business. Yeah. Let's get rid of the incentive. How do we do that? Take the government out of the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the government has no role in the market, if the government can't go the into the market, changes totally. right? Yep. If look, let me put it this way: Do you know how much money is going to be raised in this next presidential election per candidate? A yep. billion dollars. Ridiculous. Where's yep. that coming Where from? Where's it? Yeah. Where's that coming Where's from? Coming from? Where's it going? Right. The reason why companies invest so much money is because the because the government is the referee, right. and when the referee is in the game and playing the game, they're the first ones to be bought off. If they're out of the game then all companies can do is compete with each other. Now, in the past, people would say, we need regulations because we need to make sure the government protects us. And there might have been an argument for that. But now, in the age of information, uh, with reviews and Yelp and you know where I can communicate, with, listen, a company f- screws you over, they don't get away with it like they used to. Right. It's mm-hmm. a very different landscape. Yeah, and today, totally. right, you remove government out of the market, you will eliminate all that influence uh, into politics. And then you'll have politicians actually working for us and not for these corporations. And then that kind of stuff wouldn't matter. And then, of course, part two, if we just respected the liberties guaranteed us by the Bill of Rights, you respect those, then you're not going to be afraid of this majority rules where you get tyrannized by the majority of uh, uh, of America. And if 60% of America is collecting from the well, other 40% okay. that's producing, that's then was, you're screwed. I was gonna bro- so you made a great point talking about right. dinner is that unfortunately, we're in a current situation where 55 or 60% is is uh, the leeches of society living off of government assistance or whatever it is. And that's why we're electing the way we are. Now, now I'm not saying you should be a Republican or you should be a Democrat. Um, All I'm going to say is this. um, This is one thing I learned in business, and it it holds true to almost everything in life. Um, When you're negotiating with someone or you're arguing with someone, you're debating with someone, the minute they get emotional, um, they've lost. Yeah. 
Um, never argue, think, make statements, decide with emotion. You use analytics. You use your brain. Um, so when people start talking about um, this candidate doesn't believe and doesn't support the church or doesn't support gay marriage or doesn't blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get too political, but it's like, what does that mean? Why are you getting so upset? Vote with your wallet. Well, you know what, what is, is going to best the economy I'll, at the end of the day? I'll tell you what it is. Here's the deal. Here's the, here's the game that politicians play. They pick wedge issues that uh, energize their base. Well, because they know there's a certain percentage of the population that's so stupid they're going to side well, with them. It, it's, they're like, I have no way to fix the economy, but I support well, uh, the let me certain give, church. Let me give me. you an example. We just had a horrible tragedy in Oregon with the mass shooting. Okay, Horrible tragedy. Instantly, you have one side saying... Uh, ban guns, and you have the other side saying everybody should own a gun. Yep. Here's the reality, okay? People need to be objective about this. Uh, more people own guns now than ever before, and crime, violent crime, gun crime, is down 52% since 1992. It's been going down since then. It's trending downward. So there isn't this strong correlation that we like to think about. Well, let's, so, well, let's get away from the politics well, for a minute because yes. we're boring people. But let's do that. <laughs> well, no, but, the, but, listen, but the point is this, is that more people own guns than ever and the, the violent crime rate is down. And so everybody should get a gun and a YMCA card and rent a fucking book and we'll be fine. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just saying. That, uh, but it's like ridiculous. You know, like Obama, he doesn't, want, he doesn't want anybody to have guns, but yet he wants all these guns to go to Syria to be able to fight people that are trying to fight. Well, we should have those too. I mean, yeah. come on. This is the one. <laughs> if we had a president that had a test level of over 150, we'd be awesome. <laughs> but we don't. Bro, I, go, a, I, go, I go to the restroom for like five minutes. You guys are not even that. You guys are already talking about politics and shit. What'd you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that you? The is wizard you? left. Yeah. I know. Our influence the, of AIDS and vagina was well, gone. I, did, yeah. I think we've been on for, talking about I think we've been sex. on for a long time. What do you think, Douglas? Yeah, it looks good. No. Uh, so we should, we, should probably, we should probably delve into some fitness questions. Oh, we should. We should. Maybe. Are we over maybe an hour? another episode. Are we over an hour again? Another episode. Why don't we chop this and we'll go to the third one? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.